This episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast is sponsored by Encore Golf. An American company, Encore Golf is committed to providing customers with the best golf balls in the game, period. With patented technology, Encore Golf has become the first company to create perimeter-weighted balls, leading to straighter and more accurate shots, outperforming other top-tier tour balls. There's a perfect kind of Encore Golf ball for any player of any skill set. The signature Vero X1 and new Vero X2 are cherished and trusted by several past and present tour players, such as Gary Player and Eric Compton. Aside from improving your score on the course, Encore Golf supports several local charities, including the John R. O'Shai Children's Hospital in Buffalo, New York. They're focused on contributing to veterans programs and initiating golf tours that emphasize inclusivity and diversity. Aaron and I love supporting companies on a mission to provide maximum value to customers, but that also remember the importance of giving back to the community when they can. Click the link in the episode description to visit their website where you can check out and purchase top performing golf balls and other accessories like gloves, club heads, bags, and apparel. Sign up for Club Encore and receive special pricing, free shipping, customization, and more. Organizational episode got me got All me down scattered. the nasty rabbit hole. Mm, I actually spent a full day better optimizing my yeah. stuff and backing it up and fuck. properly categorizing things in Lightroom and cleaning oh, house. It was great. Um, full day, but I'm set. Recording, I was kind of ruining that with my swearing. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, me too. And I learned a new little thing. What did you learn? Share. Everyone's gonna be like, duh, stupid <laughs> idiot. Um, what? On Lightroom, when you're going through your photos, there's the the reject flag. Uh-huh. And then I, I've always tried to select multiple photos and then delete, and it doesn't work. You can only delete one at a time. However, you can if you go into grid mode in library. Right. True. Yeah. Also yes. true. Yes. But if you reject photos that you don't like, mm -hmm. then all you do is press control delete without selecting any of them. And it deletes all the rejected. Now, does it just delete them from your catalog? Nope. That gives you the choice, it, the old choice. Or does it, does it do the full delete? Yeah. So yeah, there's the two options, the remove yep, from, from the catalog disc. or from the disc. Nice. So that's a nice little move. So you've just been reject, you've just been rejecting photos. I, I went through a few just to, to practice that sort of method. But I think from now on, I'm going to... How wait. have they been taking it, all the rejection? Have they been doing okay? <laughs> I got a few emails from photos. <laughs> Saying, hey, like... Take a second why, look. Why did you... Yeah, give me another shot. Why'd you delete me? And I was like, I'm sorry. I went with the... Uh, I went with the 30th shutter click of that same photo. Where my Z7 actually got the eyeball in focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's me. Right. We had those talks. Did you? You're like crying. You're both crying as you're moving into the trash can. It is hard. It's weirdly hard for me <laughs> to delete photos. Is it? Weirdly hard. It is easier to accumulate That's than it is to get true. rid of. Even like... In life. Well, yeah. I mean, say you're buying stock or crypto or whatever. It's so easy to press buy and it's so hard to click sell. Like it's... Feel like you're letting a piece of you go. Yeah, it's weird, but you know? um, 
No, I'm cleaning it up. I got a, <clears throat> uh, I got a, a NAS hard drive so I can connect another, you know, they say the one, two, three backup system, you know, yeah. Don't worry, people. We're, we're not doing, we're not doing it. Local storage, uh, <laughs> a backup of that storage and yeah. a cloud storage. So I got yeah. a, a NAS, which I, now I can connect from anywhere and Ooh. get files and I can connect both computers too and save my like time machine backups too. And it, yeah. So, all right. Enough with the enough with that stuff. But uh, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. That's the nitty gritty, man. You got it. There's so much. I was having this thought too. There's. I've spent so much time in front of my computer, like editing and and sending emails and pitches and stuff like that. I was, I kind of was like, huh. I haven't really shot for myself in ages. So, self reflection time. I got to get back to doing that. You know, just going out, having fun. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, you know get in the wildlife, the wildlife itch again. Yeah, especially with winter, some tracking. Yeah. But it's just it's just important to do some stuff for yourself. I mean, yep. it's, you start to you know October was busy for you and I. You start to be slammed oh, with man. gigs, which is great. It's cool to be making money with your camera, obviously. But it gets to a point where you're like, holy, I haven't gone out for myself. It's a different kind of fun, you know what I mean? The the commercial fun versus the passion project fun. I think uh, it's so easy to let two or three months fly by and you're like, wow, I haven't done anything for myself. Yeah. Which is where we all started from. We all started as hobbyists, essentially, or some of us still are, and some of us don't intend to move on from that phase. That's all good. But just for like people who are trying to get that little bit extra, it, uh, it can slip away from you pretty quick. I think it's good to be aware of that. Yeah, you get, you get busy. You get busy and... You need uh you need downtime from it all also. So I think that's that's a piece too, like fitting in. Have I ever asked things. you what downtime looks like for you? Like Jesus Christ. So is it's there funny any? you ask that. Uh this well, a couple of things happened in the last three days. On Sunday, this past Sunday was mm-hmm. the first day that I did not have something planned on the weekend in I think five weeks. Wow. Like, like each day, like uh, we went to Buffalo that time. Yeah. I had uh, two gigs in a wedding on one weekend. I did the cabin shoot on the next weekend. Um, my dad's birthday is coming up. Like there, it's just been very, very booked. This yeah, Sunday yeah. was the first time I had nothing all day. Were you at a loss? I got very busy very quickly. Because <laughs> you're so used to it, right? You become normalized. But that's where like, uh, of course, that, uh, that, I, well, first of all, I went to the gym, the climbing gym, and had a, like a, a real workout first, and then Good climbed, and it was wonderful on my Good own. For you. Like that was wonderful. That felt great. Then yeah, I went yeah. to this new cafe uh, or coffee shop cafe. Sound very French, very uh-huh. very very oui, fancy. Oui, oui. A new cafe. Uh-huh. I had a croissant. I like that. You know, it's funny when people <laughs> are talking normally, and then they order a croissant, and yeah, they say it with like an accent. It's like stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Anyways, I was at this coffee shop, this new beautiful yeah, yeah. space. They they hang up art, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. of course, I take a few photos and they like them. Uh, like they repost the little stories. They get my foot in the door with like, oh, you hang up art, blah, blah, blah. So I'm uh, I'm still constantly like working and, and striving, I guess, for things. But mm, uh, I get home and then that that new hard drive is delivered. And the, God, the tech woes of... That just consumed the whole day of like mental exhaustion, trying to figure that out and the best way to do it and the best way to attack it. You want to do it right from the start. 
Like otherwise, yeah. you're like redoing it. So a lot of thinking, and that was that. Uh, but nonetheless, I closed everything. I got a lot done by six, and I actually watched a little TV, and it was freaking <laughs> glorious. How <laughs> would you watch? I watched House of Dragons. Oh, new, how uh, is it? Would you recommend it? I would recommend it. Yeah, I, I feel like it's season one, and if I go back to my experience with Game of Thrones, it took a season to get like used to it. Like, okay, like wizards and warriors, and like, yeah, you're uh, skeptical with every show you jump into. Yeah, and it's like, oh, these are new characters, and it's not the same as Game of Thrones. But by the end, it they know what they're doing on HBO. Like they, of course, they do. They Wasn't see- that the most expensive show ever made per episode? Know. I don't know, maybe. I think I so. Love, I love the behind the scenes stuff after every episode. There's like 20, 20 minutes on like the green screens and the the virtual reality they show like hey, you're looking at a dragon that's right here and they show on like an iPad. It's freaking incredible. Like all that stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um so I watched a little TV and I was like, "Oh my." Like, Did you I feel guilty sat. or no? No. Nope, I didn't. Good I just you. really enjoyed it. Good for you. Second day is Tuesday was yesterday. I was supposed to go to a concert with uh, my friend John and uh, Ray LaMontagne got sick and he canceled like a few shows. So this was like a planned all my Tuesday was going to be gone. I'm driving to Providence from here like an hour and a half. I'm going to get home late. Wednesday's going to be shot. Uh, That whole concert got canceled. So I just was like, wow, I have, I have nowhere to be. Like I have nothing to do. And it, again, I yesterday I took it easy. I did a little editing, like the littlest bit, mm-hmm. got things a little more organized because mm-hmm. uh, I had the time and and just kind of relaxed and went to bed early. So I'm feeling good, people. I'm good feeling stuff. good. I'm trying to get in the habit of figuring out what parts of my day are built for certain tasks. You understand what I mean? So I'm trying to identify with myself what window is most likely to serve my creative side, which, Mm. and when I'm starting to fade a bit, maybe mid-afternoon, maybe that's time for mundane tasks, email replies, kind of mindless stuff that you don't, that doesn't require deep focus. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like learn a bit more about myself just with the ebbs and flows of energy because you peak and trough throughout the day, right? Yeah. You know, you get that, you get that mid-morning peak Yep. Where it's like time to focus and then, you know, around lunch, you kind of fade a bit. And that's where I'm trying to really dig into getting into the mundane stuff. And then you get that evening peak and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, here we go again. And then really settling into the night so that I can wake up supercharged to do it all again. Yeah, there's what you're saying. You need to look up the book, uh, When by Daniel Pinkett, I believe. And okay. it just talks about the science of our rhythms. Our the circadian, circadian rhythm. Yes. Yeah, our rhythms That's what I'm talking and, about. and how they're so different in from person to person and how that served a tribe in, in such a good way. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine people being alert and awake at pretty much all times of the 24-hour day to watch over the village. And different right. age groups had different sort of tendencies. Um, yeah. But we all have different things. And it, yes. it seems to be a very clear mix between the early, early bird, the the normie, and then the the late riser. And this yeah. one that's like really productive at 10 p.m. You know, it's a midnight. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the problems with, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know this with school. Like some kids just mm-hmm. aren't ready to be up. It's a oh, big sure. ask. 
You some know? teachers aren't ready to be up. Some teachers aren't ready to be up. I mean, it, it's all unique. And there seems yeah. to be this uh, almost kind of this weird underlying shame if you don't get up early or this celebration if you get up. I remember the mm-hmm. runner we had on Andy Glaze is up at 4 a.m. every day. Great. That's really respectable. I can't get myself out of bed at 4. But there's yeah. almost like, that's the way to do it. Like, that guy knows what's up. And Andy did seem to have his shit pretty much together. But um, what I'm saying is like, some people just aren't built that way. I mean, should it be as impressive to be absolutely soaring at 11 p.m. at night? People are like, well, you shouldn't be doing that so late. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think because we're all based on like that, the school model, the work model, nine Uh to five or eight to three, like whatever the school model is. And, oh, that's way too early or, Mm -hmm. or good for you for, but a lot of the people, you know, I have a lot of, I have a friend that does a CrossFit workout every morning at f- like 5 a.m. That's when it starts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's going to bed though at like 8, you know? Yeah. Uh, like y- y- everything just kind of shifts. She's up mm-hmm. at 4 into bed at 8. Um, everything kind of just shifts in a way that works right. best for them. So yeah. I know I'm I'm very much the normal. Like I, ideally I wake up at 8. And I'm primed at like 10, 7 or so 8. So it takes I you about say. 90 minutes to get into your rhythm. Yeah, from but that, it's the morning. Like I can't go right into creative. I can't go no, right. That's what I'm saying. You got your yeah. groggy window for an hour and a half or so. I do. I do. I need like a, uh, a, a hot tea or a, some sort of a big glass of water. Like I need to sit for a while. I need to slowly unwind. That's me. Yeah. Uh, that's why alarms are tough, like really tough for me. They always have been. Like, whew. Yeah. I'd love to get to a place, man, where my body just is like 8.30. I'm up with no alarm. And that's what I'm saying. Like you need to, that first 90 minutes of the day or whenever that is for you, I'm trying to really get in the habit of these tasks belong in that window. Mm, it's interesting. That's a really interesting way to look at it. And like, and mm, you know, take advantage or or make the most efficient of your of your time. Imagine if companies had like a questionnaire for their their workers. Some do, I'm, I'm sure, but you know, like and, and just structured it that way versus the punch in at nine. You can leave at five. I like the models that are like, here's your work. Yeah, get it done sure. however you want. You know, and yeah, and that's uh, well. There's lots of companies now that. I know, so I'm a big Ray Dalio guy. Do you know who mm-hmm. Ray Dalio is? I'm uh, almost through I'm... his book. I'm almost through his book principles. He's the founder of Bridgewater Capital, the most successful hedge fund probably in the history of the world. And he's written an entire book on life principles and work principles. And in this book, he claims that he would hire people based on for certain roles based on how they scored on certain personality tests over. And a traditional interview mm-hmm. and bl- blending all these certain elements of personality types and when people are most efficient and all those things together. And at the end of the day, just get your work done, whether it's editing photos for a client or something like that, or I don't know, managing the IT department at a big hedge fund. Everyone's different. So long story short, just trying to really, really trying to hone that in for what suits me and trying to toss away some norms that you should get up early and you should do this and kind of trying to draw a schematic or template for myself. And I actually downloaded, I don't know, people have probably gotten ads for this, the Rise Science app. Have you seen this? Yeah, you, well, only because you showed me today. 
Yes, I did show you today. Mm -hmm. I've actually, no promises to people, but I've put some emails and I really have been saying for so long, I want to get a sleep expert on to talk about just this, how everyone's different and maybe get rid of some like common myths Mm -hmm. and things like that because it really is... I'm starting to realize this more and more as I mature as your sleep is, it sets you up for your, your week between sleep debt and your mood, energy, overall things. And, you know, we're all about starting at the bottom on this podcast. So I'm trying to see, but I've been using the Rise app and it kind of tells me based, I can link it to my Fitbit mm-hmm. here with all my sleep data and it can kind of cue in on when I'm most, when those peaks of energy come and when they dip. And so I'm going to really try and I'm going to test it out because I'm in the trial phase, but see what um, report back with some anecdotal evidence of of claims of how it's improved my productivity, energy, without changing anything else, with remaining every with keeping everything else constant in my life. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I find it interesting. I, I think it would be interesting if you did like a blind study too, if that's possible, and like tried to take anecdotal data on when you felt the best or if you had a good night's sleep or a bad yeah. night's sleep, and then kind of compare. I think there is a, uh, obviously data and science is very important. I think there is there's a bit of a mind game too with like waking up and you're, I wake up at six, six o'clock and my Garmin says, sleep was poor. And I go, oh my God. I feel God. great, yeah. Well, or mentally you're like, oh God, today's going to suck. Yeah, I, I didn't get a good night's sleep. Where you might not get that narrative going, if you didn't, yeah. you just kind of like wake up groggy and maybe like get through your day and yeah, and go to your workout. You know, th- I think there's, I think that's the one caveat to it where you're like, I, I had a terrible night's sleep. I can't do my workout today. Like I should, I should, you know, like yeah, I should, 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 be, should. yeah. There's something to be said for anecdotal evidence and claims and how you're feeling that isn't that isn't necessarily able to be classified with raw data. Mm-hmm. I think data is good and we live in a world where data can tell us so much, but it's almost it almost undermines the anecdotal claims that people can make. I mean, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. time and a place for anecdotal evidence and there's obviously mm-hmm. times and places where hard raw data rules and you can't argue with it. Right, right. You but can the brain, same thing yeah. with... Um, you know, like reach on a on a post. You love a picture, love a photo, and be very emotionally attached to it, and be like, I, "I'm proud of this," and post it, and then it doesn't go anywhere. And then you can go, huh. "Oh, this must have sucked." Yep. Good segue. Good transition. You know? yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I want to ask you. So, the coffee shop you went into on your day off, and you're saying you're mm-hmm. you're still working. It's hard to turn. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Constantly trying to trying to sniff out opportunity. I have my notes in front of me. I want to talk about, I think we're just going to kind of go all over the place today. You yeah, and I, I haven't like chatted it. in a while, just kind of catch up with how our life's Potpourri. been. Potpourri. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, smelling opportunity, how you go about doing that. Uh, and if it comes as naturally to you as it did in previous months, years, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you be, on, how do you personally be on the lookout for opportunity or has it just evolved to a point where it's a mind muscle? Yeah, I think, well, I think a couple of things. It depends what it is, but if um, opportunity is there, if something's missing or something's already very nicely utilized to me, there's like a middle ground that doesn't maybe key me in, but there's 
so I say I go to a restaurant or this coffee shop and there's a huge amount of wall space and yeah. there's a little bit of art on the wall, a little bit. It's like, okay, they're, they're interested in hanging art and it's from, it looks like certain people that are, are selling it. There's a price sheet, but they have so much more space. This is kind of a new coffee shop that has extended space. I wonder if they're interested in putting up some stuff. Like it, it just seems to potentially make sense. I'm a local photographer. I, I live in the, the town and shoot mostly in the town that this coffee shop is. Mm-hmm. Why not ask, you know? And it was received well. Uh, a restaurant that I've gone to for, I don't know, seven years now down the street, they have the same like couple of weird paintings and uh, just maybe stock photos like you'd buy in a in a you know, Christmas tree shop when you buy a frame and like there's a photo already in it. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't, now pause. Sorry, I'm interrupt you. Now does that not? There's two ways your brain can go. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're settling for subpar, boring art, mm-hmm. or they have no interest. Yeah. In hanging unique artwork, where does your head go? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. That's that's the possibility, but the assumption I'm not going to make. Right. Right. I could say like, oh, they're they're all set. Their their walls are full, or I can have some little pitch like, hey, uh, her name happens to be Jess. Like she's taking over the bar. She's buying it actually and making it her own uh, over the winter. And I go, hey, um, I've been here forever. Uh, you know, like she she knows me on Instagram. You know my my photos. I'm a local photographer. I feel like it, it add a little bit of like a talking piece to this place. It's called it's called Birch Hill Tavern, you know, and there's, there's woodsy feel, nature feel, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be cool. Like no, no risks to you. You're going to need art. Like I will print all the stuff if I sell it. Like I want, I would love, that's, that's mine. I hope, you know, if, you know, if you, or we could talk, do you want to invest? Do you want to do consignment? Like, what do you want to do? But, uh, I'd like to, I'd love to get my stuff up and, then it goes from there. So it could easily be a no thank you or I'm not going to invest in that or we have other artists or whatever. But we've talked about it. It's a numbers game. You got to have like that for sort sure. of like, I'm not afraid for someone to say no. I'm not going to take it personally. There's a million reasons they could say no. And one of them is I don't like your work. But for sure. you know, I'm not going to land on that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So right with the numbers game. And I actually, this is funny. I had a response today from someone regarding coming on the show. And it was a no, right? So a lot of people, when they say no to something, it's just a ghost, right? I'm not interested, so I'm not going to reply. But this individual actually took the time to write back and say, hey, this sounds like a really great opportunity. I have two kids that are under three years old, so I really have to preserve my bandwidth were the exact words which I found was interesting. Got to preserve my bandwidth so I can really devote my attention where it's needed. Uh, Best of luck with your podcast. And I was like, wow, that is so genuine and unheard of to kind of reject someone, tell them flat out why, and then wish them the best. Yeah. I just wanted to share that because- I love that. I replied back like, hey, like, Super appreciative of you answering and much respect for you clearly knowing where your priorities are and letting me know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It sounds so basic, but like, holy it fuck, does. how many people do not do that? Oh my God. I, I told, I was excited about a guest that even worse was like, I'm so excited to, to be on the show. Like that sounds great. Let me know what kind of questions you're going to ask. I scripted this whole email to him and then they read it or, or didn't respond to the email. I checked back after a few days, left on red, checked back a few days later, a week later, left on red. And I kept telling you, I'm like, I'm so annoyed. Like it's just say no, <laughs> say something came up. Like, just, just be straight. Anything. Just be straight. Anything. Like it's fine. What am I going to do? Bite your head off? Like it's over the internet. Just like people just say, are. People are afraid to let others down. Yeah. So the the space digitally makes it <sighs> gives such a nice buffer zone for people to do the Homer Simpson where they just go into the bush. You know the meme, the gift. Yeah. But it's letting them down more. Is it yes. Not- is it, it not? Is. And it to hurts a degree, more. Yes, and subconsciously, you know, when someone does that, they know that, but there's just such a disconnect at that point that it's not as painful of a reflection on your poor behavior. Yeah, and even worse, I feel like there's a subconscious knowledge of like, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm leaving it on red. This person might get irritated and then that's my out to be like, you're crazy. Interesting. <laughs> you yes. know, like, like if we leave it on red and they say nothing, cool. No, no skin off my back, no sweat. Uh, no one got hurt here, especially me. I didn't have to go through any sort of discomfort and disappointing anyone. They got the message. But if they're like, hey, you left me on red, like that's rude. Or like the least you could do is give me a response. You seem like the loony. Block. Right. Yeah. Like block. Yeah. This person's crazy. Like, yeah. no, no. They just want like some sort of answer or some sort yeah. of. Well, it's funny response. too, because they know, like they know that you're going to be annoyed in silence. Right. Right. It's like so fucked. Yeah. No it one's really gonna, is. No one's going to say, I was really disappointed that you just didn't tell me straight up that you couldn't do it. Like now you sound like no, a who banana does? person. No, who does? I do. Do you do that? Yes. Do you? I can't. What's, what's it your drives reasoning? me nuts. What's your reason? Even with clients, potential ones? Yeah, I'll do it in a, maybe a passive, nice way. But How uh, so? Give me an example. Give me an example. Here's the thing. If I send you a pitch and you read it and you leave it on red, fine, whatever. Like you're, You have a million other things. You're busy. Like I, well, I'm not going to read into it. I'm not going to take offense to that. So you but don't I, take it personally? No, I don't take it personally Never. if it's right off the bat. If it's right off the bat, I do take it a little personally when there's a back and forth, when there's like a, Hey, yes, I'm interested. Oh, you are great. Let me, let me, let me bend over backwards to schedule. I'll write you an email of our proposal. I'll do this. Great. That sounds great. Send it to this email. Crickets. So your issue is with the wasting of your time. It is a wasting of my time. And I I agree with you, but that's where your issue lies. Yeah. And it's a fear of, Maybe you're maybe you're above the I'm not going to answer at all, but I'm going to answer with some bullshit because I'm really not interested. But I'm like giving like a, a red hair, like a decoy here. I'm giving out a decoy so he's happy, and then I'm not going to answer. Like down the, I'm just kicking the can down the road of this uncomfortable situation. But at some point, I'm going to have to ignore him or say no, and. 
I'd much prefer the, hey, something came up or my kids, I've re- I'm really busy right now, like some some other time. That's fine. I, I get that. I get that. But it's the wasting of the time. And right. I think like, again, it's, now maybe it's past history, past stories, past trauma, whatever, but like what? What happened where the fear to say like, no, thank you has crept in to society? Yeah. I was just going to say there's a real art form to practicing no, the art of no. Yeah. No I invite everyone to say no today, at least once. Yes. Especially if you're feeling it. If you're feeling no and you say yes, whew, that's, that's not going to go well. Well, I mean, we're sort of into this social credit system. Mm-hmm. To a degree, I think there is definitely an innate fear to say no to things and people. I think there is also people feel like saying no, and it, I mean, to, to maybe not. When people say no, I imagine they feel like they're shutting the door for good on a potential opportunity. I mean, if they, if, they, if they never say no to you, in a, in a way, they can return. Even if they know deep down that that person on the other end of the receiving line is likely annoyed with them. Yeah, people-pleasing is a disease. I mean, it, it uh, straight, 100%. It, it straight up is. And it's like, yeah, it's not, and uh, an extent of it is nice. An extent of it is nice to be kind and maybe not too blunt. With Do you the, think people uh, are too nice? I don't think they're too nice. I think they're too scared of being mean. They're they're afraid of being disliked. And I find that when someone's brutally honest in a compassionate, nice way, like, hey, buddy, Seth, like, do you want to come to Connecticut for the weekend? Like, I'm going to take you around, uh, blah, blah, blah. And that if would be hard like, to say no to. Sure. Like I, I have this whole thing planned. We're going to go to a concert. Nooch is going to be here. Like, um, I'm playing an, I'm playing a gig like one night, like come watch that. Uh, I know it's a far drive, but like you can stay at my place. <laughs> I better have a good excuse. Cause this cell sounds great. It sounds great. But if, <laughs> if you just didn't feel like it, if you were tired, if you, if it's your so, first well, free weekend. Let me ask you this. Is that, is, oh, I don't feel like it. Is that enough? Yes. Is that enough reason in your opinion? Yes. Because, is this what we're getting at here? Yes. Because, because I feel like I better have a damn good reason to turn down all that fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but for me, that's my work. Like if I get mad that you say like, hey man, I need a quiet weekend. If I hold that against you, then I'm only worried about my needs and like my right. situation. So if, then what it comes back to is that... I, since I know you so well, I would be more comfortable saying no in that scenario because I know you enough that you won't take it personally because we talk a lot about not taking other people's action mm-hmm. or inaction as a personal attack. And that's why I was actually going to come back to this. I was interested to say, because you, you, you did say, you know, I take it personally when people waste my time. Which you know is is fair. It's annoying to have your time wasted, and yes, yeah, ne- never, uh, never yeah. on the show do we vouch for not feeling angry or not feeling negative things. I think we vouch for no, accepting no. them and getting through them. So, do you think though, when someone entirely wastes your time after a back and forth, do you think you take like? Do you think you should not be taking that personally? 
because ultimately yeah. it's it's their flaw and it's their yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I th- I think it's a it's a pet peeve like it gets me because there's a lot of like there's a lot of fakeness going around and I really like I like the why and the truth and the and the whatnot. And I also like to be liked to be honest, like I do. Who who does? Well, so does everybody. Yeah, no one yeah. would like so, to be hated. So, <laughs> well, some me, people would, as long yeah, as there's some attention. Some people don't give a crap. That's a, that's yeah, a different <laughs> that too. But I, I think it's I think it's the the Hemingway quote of like the best way to figure out if you can trust someone is to trust someone. Like the if I'm asking you to do something and you're afraid that I'm going to react in a certain way, if you say no, say no and see what happens. If I'm like Oh, if I ask you to come on the podcast and you're like, no, thank you. Like I'm, I'm really busy. And I'm like, oh, well, you're, you're too good for the show. Okay. Last time we're ever asking you, then you made the right decision and I'm an asshole. Interesting point. I right. Like, and point. you're like, oh, glad I said no to that. Like you can find out stuff very quickly by just being truthful and being like, yes, this is where we're at. If yes. you say no and I go like, hey, I, I appreciate the response. Like anytime, like we'd love to schedule you, schedule you on the show. Uh, let me know. Have good luck with everything. See you later. Then you're like, yes. oh, that's a reasonable person. Like maybe I'm gonna put that on my list of things I I would do because that person yes. was cool. Like I, I just think this fear that this assumption that people are gonna act in a certain way because of your past experience or right. fear of being disliked is really unfair to the new person. Mm, good point. I actually had a weird um I had a weird scenario like this today. So I just finished up doing another Team LTD fall winter line shoots. Mm-hmm. And the creative director texted me and said uh did you shoot uh, a burgundy tee, a burgundy t-shirt? And part of me wanted to say, I think so, but let me check when I don't ever remember seeing that t-shirt during mm-hmm. our shoot, mm-hmm. right? Just to appease the person, even though I knew it wasn't shot. I said, oh, yeah. like, I'll, I'll check. Like, let me check. Right. Yeah. That's just, it was almost automatic. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I know for a fact I didn't shoot that. Mm-hmm. So I just straight up said, I did not shoot that shirt. I don't remember it there. Mm-hmm. Good. And the rep- response was, Oh, okay. No worries. <laughs> now they know they have to go shoot it. Yes. As opposed and they can to go waiting. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Right now. As opposed to <laughs> waiting on me to find it. So you my yeah, I guess my point is, and what you've just, you know, said, shown as well, is that you're doing a disservice when you delay and you're doing disservice when you beat around the bush. Yeah. So yeah, yeah she actually said I'm just marking down what we actually ended up shooting so that I know what we still need to capture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my fault was, okay, cool. If we missed anything during that day, let me know and I can take care of it as soon as possible. Thank you. It was great working with you as always. Yeah. Boom. So you know what I mean? So like just, um, I guess it could have gone a different way and you could, not saying this would like make or break a relationship, but I could have dilly-dallied and knowingly, <laughs> knowing that I don't have it, waited a day or two. Oh yeah, I don't actually have that in my catalog in an effort to seem like I'm this pro that captured everything and it just slipped through the cracks because opposed to just saying, nope, didn't, I, we missed it. Yeah. So she, uh, he or she, was it she or he? She. She, she. she might've been with 10 products in her hands at golden hour, wondering quickly what she needed to bring and asking you. And you could have easily said like, uh, I think I did. Let me get back to you. 
And she's like, oh, he, he thinks he did. Leave right, the I don't Bur- know where she is. Leave the Burgundy one. Let's go shoot these other eight. That's all we have time for anyways. Like, And then two days later, you're like, oh, I meant to get back. Or they have to reach out again, even worse. And you're like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't get that one. You finally like have the courage right. to say it. So then they're, they're like, upset that it's not shot. And yeah, then they're annoyed and they miss their time. They miss like, yeah, it's just, it's just better to be upfront. That's say no if you, and if people react poorly, that's on them. And now you've learned an incredible piece of uh, uh, just data about that person or company. Right. And I mean, even, it even goes for this. I had to do this a couple of weeks ago. Just, hey, I don't think there's a good fit between us. This was me as the, photographer, or I'm not going to say what I was doing. It was podcast related, but mm-hmm. just, I don't think we're a good fit for one another. He was talking sure. to me. He emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do podcast editing on the side. So this, this individual is very, this individual is very difficult to work with and it wasn't worth the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Dealing with emotional outbursts that had nothing to do with me. And I just, you know, my life is drama free. That's one of my mantras. My yeah, life is drama free. My life is drama free. Like shit happens in life, but I don't, I'm not, I don't welcome that. Mm-hmm. I just straight up said, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think we can continue our working professional life. I don't think that we have very good chemistry. I wish you all the best. Yeah. Good. Did they respond? Well, no, I had to block them. Oh. Ooh. You can't be an emotional punching bag for people. No, abs- absolutely not. You can't, there, you can't yeah. invite that shit into your life. You know, yeah, the, the, the blocking is a useful tool if needed. The blocking uh, is blocking. Someone is a useful tool to give yourself digital space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that immediate access that people can can harass just, you with. Can harass you with. I mean, Period. at least with like an email, it takes time. You got to review it or not, I guess. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't end up getting paid. In this, I guess I should elaborate. Should I, I didn't end up getting paid for a certain, for a certain uh, month's worth of editing I did. Person was going through a difficult financial time. And the way my brain works is it's very, well, not a difficult financial time. My, my view is like, you shouldn't hire people if you can't afford them. Like you should know that going in. So I did all this work, a month's worth of editing and then didn't get paid. So, you know, weeks are going by, weeks are going by and I'm sending invoice reminders and then I got blown up on emotionally Mm -hmm. for not being understanding of this person's situation. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going through a tough time, but like the world doesn't work that way. The world doesn't care about your problems and you shouldn't pay for a service or, or not pay. You shouldn't, opt into a service that you know you can't afford. To me, that's like going into a restaurant and ordering food that you know you can't pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So super frustrating. Anyways, so I continue to send invoice reminders, invoice reminders, and each time just getting blown up at for being, you know, <laughs> unprofessional, quote. And it just got to a point where you had to block. Wow. Like you got to put that space between you because like I'm... I've said it before, people will never say or do anything to you that is not a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves in that moment. So I'm not going to be someone's emotional punching bag. You know what I mean? And neither should anybody listening. You can be, and we said it before, you can be empathetic and compassionate without welcoming that bullshit into your circle. Boundaries. So that's when the block function is great. Yeah. There's a great line in uh, the movie, The Bronx Tale, 
where Sonny is uh, chasing after this guy that owes him 20 bucks. He keeps chasing him in the street, chasing him in the street. And one of the the mob bosses or whoever grabs Sonny and like stops, like, why, why are you chasing this kid? He's like, he owes me 20 bucks. He's like, do you like him? He's like, no, I hate that guy. He's like, <laughs> Right. For 20 bucks, you never have to see him again or deal with and him that's again. That's exactly how I've looked at it. So for the small amount of money I was owed, yeah, I was like, you know what? The emotional distress and the amount of time it's needing to, it's the amount of time it's requiring to chase this person down is better spent elsewhere. Right. And right. that that behavior will catch up with that individual and they'll be served certain lessons as time yep. progresses. So I was able to wipe my hands clean with it. Yeah. Um, I had a brief period where I was like, I really want to fucking stick it to this person because just the principle, right? Mm-hmm. The principle behind it. Like I wanted to event, you know, take revenge, avenge myself. I'd been wronged. You know, yeah. you know how it is when you've been wronged, your amygdala fires up. You feel like you've been fucked over. Yeah. You want to destroy that other person, even if it is 20 bucks, you know, 400 bucks. And it's a very in the moment emotion and doing some self-reflection. It's just, I had this kind of, wouldn't you rather, you know, win by succeeding yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like how much, how far are you willing to go with this, with your own <laughs> focus and emotions? Right. So right. I got to that point and I've let it go, but it was just, I think, I thought it was an interesting thing to share when someone has, and a good lesson for me, you know, work yeah. by weekly payments, work. And your, in the, your lesson helped me, which I'll get into a minute, but into in a minute. But I, I do think it's, it is interesting to reflect and be like, what happened happened, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not getting that money. I don't, I don't really actually care about his success or non-success at this point anymore. Like right. our, our, our relationship severed. The trust is broken. It's done. Yes. I'm moving on. So what do I do from here? Do I spend calories working on my business and my life or my photography or my relationships? Or do I spend calories revenging my hurt? You know, and like, that's kind of the, um, like, that's the, that's the point. That's the crossroads of like, where do I go in these situations with anything like a, a yes. breakup or uh, a business failure or um, a, a bad business deal? Like any of I think stuff. in a way too, the ego kicks in and it says you should be the one to teach that person what they did is wrong. It should be you. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's very, it's in a sense, I'm doing a lot of self-assessment here. It's egotistical to a degree that it should be me that teaches him a lesson. Yeah. You know, as opposed to sever ties. I think there's almost a weird fear that it's unfair that that person should continue to even have a shot at success because they've wronged me. Which is very... It's it's faulty in a way. Like it has nothing to do with you, their success or their failure. And that's where I got to, where I didn't yeah. take it personally any longer. My energy is better spelt elsewhere, spent yeah. elsewhere. And here's the lesson, bill more frequently. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lessons 
within this all all of it. And I think I think yes. that's the important part. And like, you know, if you if you're we, I, I we, I can speak for ourselves. Like I, we like to see the good in people. I think and trust people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm way too trustworthy with you are. Yeah, I think with photography contracts. And Let me like ask you a question like before you get into your story. Yeah, excuse me. Do you trust people out of the gate, and the trust is there to lose, or do you not trust people out of the gate, and the trust is there to earn? No, I I really do. Right out of the gate. Yeah. So you and I are opposites. I re- I really do. I not a ton has happened to me where I, except for that that pesky dating story. Like talk about trusting people, but uh, that I have. Are we up to the right amount of don't? <laughs> are we up to the right amount of donations where you have to tell that story? It might be close. It might be close. Oh, but I'm gonna have to do a PayPal check. People, even, even if you are back like 40 <laughs> episodes, if we get to a certain number of PayPal donations for, to support the show, Aaron has to tell the craziest dating story of all time. Yeah, I promise so, you. So donate at the show. <laughs> donate to the show. This is not a lie. <laughs> no, it's not a lie. It's an hour long story minimum, uh, and it's bonkers. It is bonkers. bonkers. That link is in the episode description. No pressure. <laughs> we'll always do this for free. But if you want to progress that along, you know Seth, how to do it. If we're like halfway to the donation, <laughs> should I tell half the story? Half the story and, then and cut it? it off. Yeah, yeah we'll script it. Cliffhanger. We'll just be absolute dicks. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, continue. But trust, trust. Uh, I do. I tend to really trust from the start and feel like people are going to do what they say. And for the most part, it's gone well, that approach. Uh, again, the, the the Hemingway quote, trust. The best way to figure out if you can trust someone is to trust someone. You know, I don't, I don't want to go into a relationship like wondering, like checking their phone and wondering if they're cheating on me and accusing them where they, like, that's not healthy, you know? And I just feel like if you trust someone and have confidence in someone, like they're going to do the right thing and we're on the same page and we're talking about stuff and we have boundaries and blah, blah, blah in business and or any relationship, it's harder for them to like, Ooh, like I'm going to really break this person's confidence in me, like versus I'm already attacking them or acting like they're going to be sleazy. I feel like the person has a more tendency to like, oh, they already like don't think I'm trustworthy. Like I'm going to do whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of psychology in this, but my story and reflected from your story is, uh, and and it's a project that you helped on. uh, There was a huge, huge miscommunication in scope of work uh, that we recently did. Uh, I met, Seth up in Buffalo. Uh, I worked with Mike Nucherino. We were, I thought it was clear as day looking at emails. We had multiple phone calls. We had a time crunch where like we had to move fast for me to be able, like I said, the weekends were very full. I had one weekend to go up to Buffalo. This was like a Monday decision to go on Friday. So Four days to get a proposal, uh, get everything agreed upon, blah, blah, blah. I'm going up. We didn't have anything signed. I didn't get a contract signed. We had done work before. We have five of their products and uh, we're, we're trying to you know get up there and, and do a lot of work. So we get up there, we do all the work. We come home, we say the, the shoot went great. They say, oh, awesome. Um, they say, so what do we owe? We say this amount, I sent it to you last Wednesday. And they're like, whoa, wait, 
we didn't agree to that. Is that our phone number? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and I felt like I was having crazy pills, but we had to like re-talk and like re-go over everything. And it was just a huge like blunder. And did you it, ever feel uneasy that it wasn't signed? Or were you pretty confident because you had done the work for this company before? I was pretty confident. I felt it was weird that they didn't, res- they skipped over. I sent the proposal to three people in the company and they, they, no one responded to it. And this was a Wednesday. I'm leaving Friday. So I'm like, ah, okay. But they started responding about other stuff, other accessories to the products that needed to be shot too. So I'm like, okay, they understand. They're talking about other things. Like, this is a go. Like, I don't have, we don't have time for another call and like to, question it and to be honest there was a little unease and i think i was a little nervous to reach out and them to say we're not sure hold on because i only had that one weekend so i was like we're doing this like we'll figure it out later they'll be good for it they saw they obviously saw the thing i emailed three of the people in the company they're very responsive they obviously saw it no one replied i don't know if they're pulling a fast one i don't know if they're trying to like play dumb or whatever or there's some genuine mis communication and they were very confused. So more on the trust thing, does your does your personality and the way you think go to must be a miscommunication or are you more cynical in the sense of they're probably trying to screw us? Where does your head go? Because I think you and I operate very differently in this. My uh I have those moments I like I tr- I check off the boxes, but it goes to like wow, this was an this was an inept job of communication. Like this just did not where, and then I really went to like, let me check my role in this and like looked up emails. And I was like, Oh, that's clear as day. Is it not? And like ask people for their opinion. Like what, like what would this email mean to you? Mm. And like, oh, yeah, like uh, and then enlisted, like we had a phone call about this. Like you asked what the, the money was about. We had a phone call about it and we explained it. And then you also said, okay. Like there, there was like a lot of like those where I looked up and I was like, no, we've been talking about this, this pro the, the content that we wanted to shoot since May of 2021. Like w- there's lots of emails about this project. So it was confusing. Now, I don't know if they got confused with the amount and then a previous amount that they owed us. And like, was it all put together or is this a set? Like, whatever. But needless to say, here's the point. We're at a standstill. Company's like, we don't have the money to do this right now. We're like, okay, work's done. We have the content. Let us know when you do or you have it. Or... Do we pivot? Do we say pivot? 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 <laughs> do we pivot? Do we think? Do we get our ego involved and cut ties, or do we say, okay, whatever happened happened. Like I am here now. Whether I shot all weekend in Buffalo and and met with you and whatever, like that's all there. That content's all there. Here's where we are. Where are we going? Are you right. going to want this video? Do you want smaller videos? Do you want Very reels objectively. from this stuff? Do you want, like, how can we make the best out of this deal? And how can you make the best out of this deal? Or ego, do we blow up the relationship, ruin further work? They've been very good up to this point with paying and payments. 
Do we ruin our relationship, ruin our potential? Or do we say like, wow, there is a huge lesson to be learned here. Do not travel 12 hours to Buffalo and back without a so signed contract. So my question, contract. yeah. So we talk a lot about my fault, radical accountability, mm-hmm. even for things that likely aren't, but doing your best to find the, what was my fault in this so that yep. I can improve? What was, what's your fault? What's, yeah, I, I gave the thing on Wednesday, the proposal, and did not hear on Friday. I left Saturday, actually, because we had Monday off. So I left Saturday morning. I did not hear anything, and I didn't reach out again. I kind so, of was like, oh, like maybe scared that they'd be like, no, let's not do it. Uh, I was kind of like, they got it. Like, let's go ahead. So the accountability part is I should have reached out Thursday. Did you – because we're – I normally wouldn't reach out immediately like that, but we were short on time. Did you see the proposal? Any questions? Did you see the proposal? Any questions? We're not leaving. I'm not leaving and right. doing the work until we hear it. Now, there was a there was a pressure of fall and like fall leaves and pretty soon it's going to be gross out. It's always the worst pressure in these. Yeah, schools. it's going to be gross soon. <laughs> and that's, it means it's going to be delayed till next spring. Yeah. Or like I had that weekend uh, to go and do it. So there, there was like a perfect storm of pressure. But lesson learned is you need you need commitment, verbal commitment, and true understanding of like. And you have to know who you're dealing with in terms of. Hey, uh, does, is there any questions? Like, let's have another meeting, one final meeting before we go. This is what we're doing. This is the scope of work. This is what we think you're using it for. Are we all on the same page? Yes. You know. So I do know. That's the lesson. Uh, they, I'll fill you in later too, but they, they're meeting us a little bit. Uh, in the middle. Eh, I wouldn't say in the middle, but in terms of expenses. <laughs> they're meeting. Uh, they're meeting us <laughs> with, uh, uh, with some travel expenses and expenses incurred for the, the, that weekend and then conversations right. going forward in terms of what are we going to do with that content. We have the content. It's really good. I feel like the company really needs it and will need it at some point. And uh, we want to help them to be successful is bottom line. like We yeah. want them to sell their product so that we can help them and, and reap with the benefits. And that's what it comes down to, man. When you have conflicts, you know, speaking to the the instance I was just talking about before you, it's like, I'm, I'm not here to argue. You know, where do, where do arguments get anyone in a business relationship, in a friendship? Arguments get you nowhere. How often does someone go, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you pointed, pointed out all of my flaws and all the things I did wrong in that, <laughs> in that instance. And, you know, I'll be better next time. And you did nothing wrong. And you're absolutely right. If yeah, one only, person can tell me when the fuck that has ever happened. <laughs> no, only in court when the judge says like, that's right And or even wrong. still, you appeal it. You appeal yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But so, no, I agree. I agree. So uh, me personally, I'm never in the business of arguing with anyone. I'm in the business of what's happened. Why are you thinking the way you're thinking? You need to understand the way I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we need to move forward to rectify this situation, regardless of whether our professional relationship is salvageable moving forward. We are here where, you know, we are where we are. Yeah. But let's look at this situation entirely objectively and let's get through it because yelling and screaming and saying, you're an idiot, you didn't do this and we did that. Both people are going to walk away from the table losing. Yeah. 
And I will say, when we got on the call with them after the the WTF email of like, whoa, we owe you what? And it was like, uh-oh. Uh, like we knew like, uh-oh, this is going to be bad. Like we got on the call and we both started getting in the weeds a little bit like, we had no idea. And they were like, we had no idea. that. And we both quickly, both sides quickly, like you're saying, we're like, all right, we could talk about this forever. And like reference words and emails and sentences, but here's where we are, yeah. regardless. You each have your side of the story and your your viewfinder of it. Yep. And let's let's be respectful and how do we move forward from this? Like we're not you understand we're not gonna give you this content for free. And you understand that you can't afford this content right now. So how do we move forward? Let's 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 be creative. Right. It's kind of fun. In a way, it's not fun, but like it's fun in a new way of like, hey, we have a nice, we have a really nice asset that you're gonna want. Yes. How can we get there? Yes. Is it a is it a monthly payment? Is it a do you want to give us a percent of your sales? That's the risk to us. Like, there's a lot of different ways we could do it. Let's talk about it. Yes, yes, you know? it's just such a superpower to be able to try your best, no matter how outrageous it may seem to just kind of understand why someone is doing and saying what they're saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would solve so many world problems if we could do that. Oh, my As God. opposed to, to the, you're wrong, I'm right. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you could even just repeat what someone's saying. Like, so let me... Let me that is sure amazing. I love doing that in conversations. Yeah. So let, let me... Make sure I'm hearing you. Yeah. Yes. And, and you just repeat it and as you much repeat as you can. And you repeat it back to them because people want to be understood. Yeah. And then if you just... And, it's not things. manipulation. It's reiterating. All the relationships out there, try this next time you're fighting with your significant other. Just listen and say like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is X, Y, and Z. And then go... And X, I'm, Y, and Z made you feel this way. Am I hearing you right? Yeah. Am I hearing you right? And is there anything more? Yes. And just keep going and let them yes. talk, 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 talk. You'll you'll win all the points ever. And, well, then, not, and I'm trying to like not make it sound manipulative, but like no, but it's important because you're hearing them, and hopefully they give you the f- stage too. You know, like to, to say yeah. your side. Yeah, I mean and that's like, especially I find the case in in a you know boyfriend girlfriend husband wife type of relationship. It's like men tend to very men are very like how do I fix the problem oriented and and more. I don't mean this in a wrong way before people freak out, like more rational and logical thinking. Like they make traditionally the decisions from that standpoint. Whereas females want to be heard and understood and their thinking is emotionally charged and neither way is better or worse. Mm-hmm. But so you essentially, when you get into an argument, you have two people who are essentially speaking two different languages. And so like you're saying, like the odd time Haley and I disagree on something, I'll say, well, first thing I'll say is, do you want my advice or do you want me to listen? Because 99% of the time, she's not looking for me to solve the issue. She just wants me to get it, which is mm-hmm. so simple. Do yep. you want me to listen or like, do you want my advice or you just want me to listen? And 90, listen. 99 times out of 100 is, I just want you to listen. Yeah. And then you repeat it back. Okay, so I did this, this and that, and it made you feel this way. Am I hearing that correctly? Yes. Wow. And, and that's like, why you guys are good. Well, and that's, and you save four fucking hours of screaming at each other and sleeping on the couch. 
going nowhere. Going right? nowhere. And it's the same with business relationships, right? Like, do you uh, want to just blow that up? Like you have a chance now to salvage a working relationship and make it, you know, I don't know, a win-win, but maybe. Yeah, there's there's so many different things. There's so many different things you can you can adjust with. And like honestly, you know, of course it's like time, money, sort of there is a price for your work. But it's it's to me it's we it's interesting. Like photography is an interesting thing. Some people can do the same job for fifty bucks or like a free night stay at a cabin, and some people charge a thousand or ten thousand. Or mm. if you want someone to be there that's really famous, maybe it's fifty thousand for the mm. same work, maybe even less work. You know, so it's a it's a weird thing. Like most average the mill teachers make the same amount roughly. There's no like yeah. Weird, like no super wide teacher. Range yeah. Based so, on your prestige. Yeah. So to make a price, you're kind of making an assumption based on how many eyeballs are going to see it, how many sales are going to make, how rich is the company. If we did a, you know, 10 photos for Nike, you that's know, a lot different. Well, there's an argument to be said about that. Should it be different? I don't, I don't know. I don't, maybe. You know, maybe. I'm, I'm starting to get of the mind that. My prices are my prices. And I've had this, I've been very, and this is all hindsight, right? You get better and you learn more. I've been undercharging for a lot of my career. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's ended recently. But my mentality is I charge what I charge. And it's the same, like, it's the same if you, if you have a ton of people say no, some are going to say yes to that reasonable price. And you don't have, you should remain constant in my opinion. Like you should have some flexibility, but it shouldn't be drastic. Like it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be going from charging $25 a photo to 150. Like, you know what I mean? There should be some level of neutrality. I agree. I think there, there is a line of like, and you can work this out with licensing and protect yourself um, with really popular companies or, or companies that are using your photo to make them tons of revenue, you know? So you charge 25 bucks a photo and they're making hundreds of thousands on that photo. And it's, you have to identify if that's like, how much is your photo generating? Yeah, that's, well. It's a guess, right? It is a guess, but like, for example, uh, my my friend in Connecticut, uh, Adam Coppola and Coppola Photography. Can he come on for God's sake? Yeah, he should come on. Yeah, what are you Um, doing? I know, I know. I'm going to invite him on. Um, I'm going to do it right now. But uh, he just talks about, you know, he he did photos for a vineyard. He licenses stuff to protect his stuff for this exact reason. He had a one great photo that they wanted as like the face of their company. And then he licensed it for 10, 10 grand. Yeah. For one photo. Yeah, insane. So... Like that's the amount that people are willing to pay for those kinds of images. Not a so, lot of companies, but you only need one or two with the budget. Sure, and licensing. What do you feel, what do you feel about licensing? What do you mean? I don't know if a lot of people do this or know about it. Like in in our in our circles, but when you, I think the problem is the vessel. Like, yeah, it'd be great to license my photo to this giant vineyard, but how do I get there? Well, no, no, so so 
you do work for LTD, right? Yes. You say, okay, here's my here's my shoot, here's the fall shoot, have at it. Um, yes. They take it. They now is it unlimited use? Do you license it for a year? Do you re go back to your contracts and say? Hey, you use my photos for the last year. Are you gonna Are you gonna keep using them on what Instagram? Now, clothing's maybe a bad example. This is different because so the lines changes. Yeah, yeah. There's so, so many I, new charge styles. A, I charge per photo or a day rate. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Let's think about a company that like doesn't. It's not going to really change. You know, um, I don't know. Let's let's say like an Airbnb. Like we're hired to. There's this fancy Airbnb. We're hired to. Do photos for them. We we do our thing. It's licensed for a year. Oh, you want to use these next fall? And now you've become the top ten Airbnb in the country, and you're charging Let's twenty yeah. twenty thousand dollars a night because you're that famous. Whatever it is, but you're using our photos again. It just gives you a protection to be like it's hey, insurance. Yeah, I know where you. I know where you're at as a business. Yeah, you want like to use that. our photos again for this fall. They're they're wonderful photos, but we only we had a one year license. Do you want you want yeah. unlimited use? It's very expensive per photo. Do you want the next five years? It's great. That could be you know? a great way to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that percolate in my brain. Yeah, percolate on that baby. Percolate. Perky. Per- percolate. Even though I said it, percolates. You give said us the, it. Give us the definition. I think it means something like I think isn't it means filter to gradually through a porous surface or substance. Is that your definition, or is that <laughs> is that Manus in Oxford? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I just came up with in my head. What uh, is it? Parentheses of a liquid or gas. Parentheses filter gradually through a porous surface or substance. Okay, it's like a percolated filter. I think All of right. coffee. I'm gonna let it percolate, 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 percolate through my gray matter. Yeah, into the different cortex areas, and see if that makes sense for me down the line. It's interesting. It's a. It's here's here's the cons to it. Is like. You got to keep track of it, right? Yeah. And then you got to be a pain in the ass. You got to be a real stickler. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like I just had somebody say, oh, these photos are great. I might do a van wrap of one and God knows how many impressions that's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start thinking about that. That's a great idea. And clearly and it works. even just knowing it, you can say, you could just say like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that, but you can say like, hey, I'm licensing these for unlimited use. That's why they're a little bit more expensive. This is a one-time deal. Like, uh, I'm not going to come back and charge you to use these more. Licensing is like a real thing in the real, I think in the real business of marketing and and yeah, photos and and all that stuff. So it's important to at least look up and know about and see. I know, again, yeah. uh, Adam, I'm not we'll get him on. Pre- we should get yeah. him on yes. and talk about this kind yes. of stuff. That's Please invite him. Because he's like, he's not big on Instagram either. He's just like making a kill no, he's just quietly. It. He just making a killing it. quietly. I love yeah. that. I love that. I'm not going to sit here and pretend barn. Yeah. A huge yeah. barn that's a photo studio, like it all paid for. Catalogs he was actually a school stuff, counselor yeah. and uh and quit and quit wow. and became like the real deal photographer. Wow. Yeah, let's get him on. Yeah. I like get him it. on. I'm working on a calendar this next uh, couple days, my 2023 calendar. Is that something nice. you've ever considered doing? Considered it, but only when I see it in like November and I'm like, oh, 
It's November now. <laughs> I know. I see other people doing it and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, that's kind of a decent idea. I saw some um, in September. Like, that's here's terrible. a here's a little business tidbit for people. Uh, I had this idea, which I'm going to do next year. I, I'm not going to do it this year. I just, I'm not in the mood. Uh, but next year, I just did Halloween with my son and in the neighborhood, there must be, there must have been 30 kids in a group, families, everyone getting together. It's just the one a time a year. Not set up a post, but have cards, which I'm going to have you make on Canva because you're great at graphic design. <laughs> but Hit me uh, up, people. Yeah, Christmas, <laughs> like holiday, Christmas, yeah, whatever the holiday greeting cards that people do. Like, I, I, I'm a local photographer. Um, you know, fifty, hundred bucks a session, one or two photos. We're gonna go back. You know, wherever, wherever's nice in the neighborhood. Take some photos. Boom, done. Send them. Make a quick, quick killing. I think. I yeah. Think. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, it's just an idea. Well, I'll license your business cards to you. Thank you. We'll renegotiate in a year. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm torn between, so last year I sold 40 and it was just to friends and family because I couldn't, couldn't be fucked with doing all the shipping to individual people. So I'm right now, I'm, my goal is to do 50. So 10 more than last year. And um, I'm torn between if I throw that up on my Instagram or not and just deal with international shipping and all that stuff. So I'm going to let that, because I'm I'm fine with just like, fine with just being able to drive them to people. You know, that's when you see them, when you see them. Yeah. I I get it. It's more personal, you know, Um, no disrespect to people who are selling online. I just, I'm not sure if that's for me. And I don't know if the margins make sense for the amount. It's the, it's the, the trade-off, right? I'm trying to weigh if the margins from after shipping and the price Makes sense for the amount of effort that's and time that's going to go into managing all that versus using that time elsewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And listen, that's my one reason I really hate selling something on like eBay or whatever, or returning a package from Amazon if that ever happens. It's like, oh, yes, yeah, so much time. Print out this thing, go to the store, drop it off. Yes. Like, God, it's a lot of lot of energy for this one thing. Yeah. But if I were to do it, I would have I would have a disclosed like release date, ship date, and probably just do it all at once. Yeah. See what my sales are. Um, like how Chris did it today. He was like printing. Did you see those labels being printed out? Chris how? Yeah, like all the labels being printed out for his Are you uh, alluding to something? Cards. No, I wasn't really, but but yeah, but uh yeah. <laughs> That's that's what I would do. Should we let people? Yeah. Should we let people know? Yeah, let people know. Yeah, we uh, we sat down with Chris Howe. So Chris Howe is going to be uh, on the show in the coming episodes. I'm not sure which one we're going to put his out with, but um, Aaron's referring to the unblock cards that he just launched. They're affirmations and prompts to help you get through creative block when you're editing, when you're out shooting, um, anytime really. Just certain things. What was the one he showed us? It was like, what if nobody cared? What if nobody cared? So picture yourself editing. You know, what if nobody cared? Maybe you take a chance or maybe you're out shooting. What if nobody cared? Maybe you do a silly pose that ends up being killer as a still. Pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, I guess we can leave a link in the description if people are interested in checking them out. Yeah, um, for sure. We talk more about it in the episode with him, but they are live. And I think he did really well on this first day. I think they launched yesterday. Today is the 2nd of November and he launched mm-hmm. on the 1st. 
but yeah, excited for people to hear that interview. He's really fun to talk to, eh? Yeah. What a, just a good guy. A lot of energy. Loved it. Yes. Yes. Excited La- for that one to come out. Yes. And lastly, it's an episode with you and I. So we get a TPM artwork. We hit 2000, I think, finally in the hashtag. Ooh. So shout out to everyone uh, submitting. It's not dead. We've just had a lot of guests. So uh, today is, let me send you this, Aaron. Took the liberty of uh, saving us some time because it's late at night. Um, I think this is her second time being featured. Fair Oaks photo. Fair Oaks, F-O-T-O. Beautiful fox. Foxy. Sitting down. God, we're just Tack sharp. I think it... Short, like, this summer, I took a short paddling and camping holiday near my childhood home in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State. I hadn't planned to do much photography. Isn't that always how it goes? But I did have my camera with me just in case. We love to hear it. I was grateful this fox was nearby. Uh, or, sorry, I, w- I was grateful it was nearby when this beautiful vixen made a brief appearance to lay in the shade and dappled in sunlight. Wow, that's pretty. Very pretty. Tack sharp. Preserve the natural colors of a fox. Looks like they blacked out the background to give that portrait-esque look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just have a soft spot for foxes, so. I do, for sure. Very, very pretty shot. Keep submitting. Hashtag TPM artwork for us to use your photo as the cover artwork for an episode viewable on Spotify and to have Aaron and I talk about it like this. So shout out Fair Oaks Photo. What's her actual name? Amy? Amy? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, very great shot. Aaron, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, man. Hey, you too. That was a good one. Good uh, good mix. Very cool. Good tidbits. Very cool. All right. You have a good night, my friend. All right. You too. See ya. Bye.